Happy November, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. Welcome to this historic debut of my first male guest. His name is Chris Parks. Many of you who are friends with him may know him as Minister Chris, but in this conversation, Chris and I just get real with one another about what it's like to have an individual relationship with God. In fact, Chris is an expert in presenting simple truths, in making things that could be somewhat confusing, very simple, very palatable, and easy for us to digest, consume, and use. It's because of his expertise in presenting simple truths that I asked Chris to be on the show today. And it's not a coincidence, folks, but it is not something that I knew until after Chris and I had already slated today, November 1st, as the day to release his episode. I learned that right now, as you're listening to this, Chris, Minister Chris, is being ordained in his church as an elder So it's a really big day for him. So if you run into him on social media, please do congratulate him and celebrate with him. Here's the other reason that today, November 1st, is significant and why this episode is significant. So for those of you that have been listening in October, you know that I have been listening in October. I've been listening and not creating or posting any new content on social media or even engaging in my texting platform, which is live and back in action today, by the way. All you need to do is text the word THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, to 540-369-2139. But back to the point. So today is my first day of being able to speak and share my heart and share a little bit about what I'm learning and my own journey in my relationship with God. And the coolest part for me today of today being the breaking the fast of the listening and beginning to speak is that for the first time ever, not only do we have a male guest, but we also, for the first time in the history of the Thriving Thoughts podcast, my guest, Minister Chris, breaks down the simple truth of Jesus. You know, I've talked about Jesus before on the episode, but We've never really broken down the simple truth. So for those of you that are curious about Jesus, tune in, listen up, and see what it's like to lean into a relationship, an intimate relationship, and just have daily conversations with a God who cares more about you than anybody ever will. Here's my conversation with Chris Parks. I love it. And you, my friend, are my first male guest. Wow. (laughs) It's good to be walking in uncharted territory, so go easy. I know, I know. Welcome. I'm so glad that you stepped into the fray because (laughs) I, you know, originally when I started this podcast, I was like, it's for women. But then I learned, Chris, I learned that you listened. I learned that I had several other men reach out and say, hey, I'm listening to your podcast. And I thought, well, maybe we need to provide a little male perspective to the podcast. So... And I, I greatly appreciate the the adjustment and the reconfiguration. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. So, hey, you've got a T-shirt on right now, and it says hashtag Simple Truth. What's yeah. up with that? Well, Simple Truth was something that I started on social media um, years and years ago, maybe about 2010, so about 10 years ago, where I just put um, just kind of my thoughts on on something I was reading or uh, 
something I was experiencing that kind of tied into this our spiritual walk in, in uh-huh. Jesus Christ. So uh, that evolved into me putting up graphics with uh, with the catchy uh, sayings, and that evolved into videos. And now I do videos. Now I've been doing videos for a couple years now. Uh, my mentor has kind of been pushing me into in this direction. And uh-huh. I didn't really want to do it, but once I started doing it and I actually started editing videos, I began to love something that I didn't even realize that I loved. And uh, yeah, so I put out uh, videos every week um, on on all social media platforms. I have a YouTube channel. Um, I post sermons and, and things like that as well. Oh wow! Okay, so I didn't realize you've been doing this for ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it started, it started out just kind of, uh, very small, just, uh, thoughts and it, it grew, it grew into, uh, something that from what the feedback that I get, people depend on these to, to be able to, to, to get understanding and to get inspiration, mm-hmm. to be able to mm-hmm. continue on this walk. So I'm now, do you do this every day? Uh, I post videos every week. Uh, now oh. I used, I used okay. to put up, uh, something every day, you know, back when I first started doing it. Uh, but now I put out, I put out videos, about 35 videos a year. Okay. Wow. So we're going to include those links in the show notes. So you're going to have to be sure to get those links to me, but it's interesting that you mentioned the feedback because I wanted to ask you, you said people need this. So the people listening, they want to know, do I click on this? Like, where do, where do I go to find this Chris Parks guy? And okay. So they click on the link, but why are, why are they going to click? Like, who are your listeners? Who are your watchers? Who are your people? And who are you speaking to? And how do they know that this is for them? Well, I'm of the belief. My my mentor told me years ago that we should work hard and keeping it simple. And I, I believe the, the truth of God that is in the scripture is not complicated. It's very, very simple. Um, mm. And that that has been my motivation. That has been my strategy is to communicate the truth, which is in the gospel in a way that is simple. You know, I don't want to talk over people's heads. I want to give it, give it uh, to the audience in a way that it's receivable for someone who's been in this walk for 50 years, or for someone who is just stepping into this their first day. I yeah, I I love your simple truths and so you hit on a couple of things that I want to ask you about. One of them which we'll come back to but I might need you to remind me is about your mentor because you've mentioned your mentor twice and I think that's so important um and I I'm kind of at a space in my life where I'm really like desperate for a mentor yeah. myself. Um, somebody that's older, wiser, (laughs) you know, um, than me and somebody that I can just uh, learn from and lean into. So I want to, I want to learn about that. But before we get there, let me ask you this. You said something that really, I think strikes a chord with me because as I've talked to people over the years, people feel very confused by scripture. They feel very um, put off even by um, intimidated by the these and the thous and the heretofores and the thithers and the, you know, and the begats and all of this stuff. And, um, and for somebody like me, I've grown up in it. 
like from the time I was a baby, I was raised in church. So it's not weird to me. It's just what it is. But I do encounter people and they're like, yeah, I have a Bible. I've never read it. I don't really understand it. Um, What would you say to that person who has a Bible, has, you know, some curiosity, but doesn't know where to start, thinks it's confusing. Well, what would you say to them? I, I would point them in the direction that I went because I, I was of the same same mindset, you know, that it's, it's very difficult to to understand. It's, it's hard to be able to ingest this and walk away not confused. Um, so there are yeah. many, many different different versions. There's uh, the NIV uh, there is a, a message version with, which is very plainly written. Um, and then there's mm-hmm. that one's almost right. like a, like a letter, like a letter right, that a right. friend would and write. I, I to like, you. I like looking at different versions anyway, when I read scripture, uh, to get a better understanding or to help me convey it uh, a little bit easier to someone I'm, I'm, I'm speaking with or when I'm mm-hmm. preaching, uh, I'll use uh, different versions as well. Mm-hmm. But, for me, I started in the book of Proverbs. That, that's where I started. And yeah. And there, oh, there's okay. 30 Proverbs, 31 Proverbs, and you do one a day. You read one proverb a day. And kind of what, what, I, what mm-hmm. I'll stress to people is don't, don't try to force it and make sure you read the whole thing. Read it to a point where you, you know, you feel full, you know, on what is given and then stop. And I would say go through that repetition a couple of mm-hmm. times for two to three hours. So when you say read one a day, you mean read one, one verse, like verse. Or, uh, a chapter or a chapter you or know, one chapter. There's okay. 31 Proverbs, 30 or 31. Um, and yeah. Hey, there's 31, uh, Mr. New Male Guest, because 31 is all about the virtuous yeah, woman, 31. right? Proverbs 31. <laughs> Don't forget there. about 31. <laughs> yeah, there's there's 31 Proverbs. So uh, if you can get through one of those chapters a day, and there, especially if you're reading those in the message version, um, okay. they're, they're a little bit easier to get through. But they, they talk a lot about uh, what, what foolishness is and what wisdom is. And that, that gave me a lot of understanding. Mm. Uh, I mean, that, that's the general theme of Proverbs is uh, what, what foolishness is. And what wisdom is, what true wisdom is. You know, yeah. a lot of people like to believe that they are wise, but as you kind of read the scripture, you know, uh, I can realize that I was doing a lot of foolish things. You know, not not realize. Oh, that. can we? Can I ask you yeah. that? Can I ask you a personal yeah. question? So, a lot of times for me, um, and I'll give you an example, and then I'll ask you to share yours because I don't ask people to share what I I'm not willing to sure. share. So, um. You know, God speaks to us through scripture, but he also speaks to us just, you know, like a friend right. would um, when we're going about our mm-hmm. day. And this was so two months ago, I moved to my new place in Pennsylvania. And two months ago, I did well, two and a half months ago, I had no idea where I was going to be. I just knew I was going to move. I didn't know how God was going to provide. I didn't know how any of that was going to go down. And so I remember about three months ago, I was getting ready to take the dogs for a walk and um, they were whining. I was like, we're going to go. We're going to go. I promise. Like, I'm like, I'm committing to you. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to go take you. And they were whining, 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 whining. And I got so mad and so impatient. 
And I was like, can't you just wait without whining, right? And immediately God said to me, can't you just wait without whining, Sherry? And it was like, like literally like a gut punch. And so I have had moments like that. And the only reason I think I've had moments like that is because I've come to know God's voice through scripture. And so when I hear him, I know that it's the true voice. I know that it's his voice, right? And so my question to you is, through scripture, what kind of gut punches have you gotten? Because you just said with Proverbs, you you realized, oh, there were some ways that I was foolish and I thought maybe I was wise. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of one of the times in God's way. I've done it my way for so long and I'm nowhere mm. near uh, where I want to be or where God wants me to be. So I'm going to do things his way. I'm going to learn the scripture. I'm going to apply the scripture to my mm. life. And my mindset at the time is, let's see what happens. You know, let's see what happens. Mm. So um, I had put in for a new job and I was, I was waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, it, it was taking forever. It was about a year. Um, no updates or anything. And I'm, I'm working. And one day. That you were waiting to hear news about this correct, job a year? Correct. Yeah. Wow. And um, it was something I really wanted. Um, every time I call to get a status update, they say, you know, we don't have any updates for you at this time, you know, um, which is typical with this uh, type of position I was, I was going for. Um, so uh, what happened was I was praying one day while I was at work and I said, God, I'm waiting on you, you know, and I heard so clearly. This is the first time I really heard God this clearly. He said, uh, you're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> and I stopped in my That's tracks because I was walking and it just stopped me in my tracks and <laughs> I wanted to inquire further you know waiting on me for what you know kind of thing and I didn't hear anything so I was getting frustrated and I think mm. I think that's where the weight comes in because we can kind of uh, confuse that word of wait. waiting the Bible says to wait on the Lord but it doesn't mean wait in the sense of we we just sit down and do nothing. Uh, the mm, word mm-hmm. wait means uh, like a waiter um, to to serve God. So mm. instead of doing nothing, oh, that's good. We are to continue to do the very last thing that He told us until we transition into the new thing. That that's mm. what that's what real waiting is. It's serving. Wow, that's good. No, it's, it's not, not sitting, sitting at the around. Stop, sucking on a lot it's of time. serving. It's it's actually doing the <laughs> thing that God has called you to do until you you uh, you transition. So, what did you do then? Like, what did you when you learned that when you had that epiphany, that gut punch, as it were, this waiting, yeah. that waiting is serving. Like, how did you know? How did you know what you were supposed to do? Because I know a lot of people they. They're like, okay, I hear you, but I, I don't yeah, know what that it's looks really like for me. really what it is. It's trusting God in all things. And I know that sounds uh, like Christian vernacular, but <laughs> what, what I do is I learn to say small <laughs> prayers throughout the day. You know, God, what do I do? God, what do I say here? Do I say anything? You know, do I stay mm. quiet here? Do I speak up? Do I speak to that person? Um, and the, the Bible says, Jesus mm. said, my sheep know my voice. And the stranger's voice, they will not follow. So what he wanted me to learn was his voice and what to do, what not to do. And really just to ask him, instead of me making the call myself, to allow him to make the call. 
And that's what I had mm-hmm. to learn. Mm-hmm. So it's just about having conversation. It is. God. It is. Prayer, prayer yeah. is not, it's not complicated. It's not um, uh, the, these drawn out, okay, I have to make sure I pray for 10 minutes kind of things. It's, it's a conversation mm-hmm. that, that you have mm-hmm. with, just think you, you're, we are blessed to be able to have a conversation with the creator of the universe. And he cares about yeah. everything that's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. When have you ever felt frustrated in conversation with God? Like, have you ever had a frustrating conversation with God? Like, where you just want to be like, "No, seriously, God, are you listening to me?" Yeah, I, I have. And um, here's the thing about God: what He'll do, at least in my experience, is that God will vent. I think it's it's a good thing to do, and you know, we can't vent to people, you know, with with everything. Maybe certain things, but not necessarily with everything. Uh, certain certain things have to be cast right. on God and not on people. But um, now, can you explain why that is? Why 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 should we um, cherry pick things to not tell people? Well, Jesus did this before he was crucified. When when Jesus right before Jesus was crucified, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was in a place mm-hmm. where he was actually sweating blood. He was so stressed that he had to uh, endure the cross. And it says that he took um, Peter, James, and John away from the other disciples. And he, he told them, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stressed here. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling and I'm stressed. You know, he said that to them away from the, the disciples. Now, there has to be people in your circle who have higher clearance levels than others that you tell certain things that you wouldn't tell sure. anyone else. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's right. You mean like we shouldn't be blasting stuff on social media about our personal life? Correct. Correct. And um <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't say that as like, but speaking of foolishness, yeah. it's not because it it's not because you're you're not stupid if you do that. It's foolish to do that because you are offering yourself to an unsafe world you are. that doesn't care about you like God does. Exactly. Yeah. There are more people who just want to know than people who want to help. That, oh, that's good. Oh, I'm getting all kinds of nuggets. Say that one more time. There, there are more people who just want to know what's going on than to help you with what's going on. Mm. that's wisdom folks wisdom just directly to god by himself and he said god let this cup pass from me basically what he was saying was Mm. i don't want to do this and then he said nevertheless not Mm. your will not my will but your will so there has to be that distinction there there are things you can say to the crowd there are things you just say to people with a higher clearance than the crowd and then there has to be things you say only to god Mm, hmm. Yeah. So what if I'm not in the habit, you know, of doing that? And and here's why I ask, Chris, because there are people who didn't have parents to teach them about these kind of circles, you know, this higher clearance level than others and right. safety. And there are people who weren't even safe with their parents. Right. You know, how right. how do you... um how do you go about learning that, navigating that? And I know that's really deep. So just yeah. kind of um, 
a general direction? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I personally grew up without my dad. My dad was kind of in and out of my life mm. growing up. He was more out than in, if, if that makes so sense. So you are one of those people that I'm speaking of. Yeah, correct. And I had I had some male figures in my life, including my mentor, my pastor, who began to pour into me um, and and teach me these things. You know, not only did um, did he teach me certain things, I asked a lot of questions. You know, which he he didn't mind either. You know, and I think my my personal belief is that every person needs a mentor. You know, you you have to have a person who can shoot you straight, who can tell you the truth. You know, mm. even even if it's telling you some harsh truth that hurt, right? That uh, they only have your well being and your highest good um, is is their agenda, and that's it. Mm. Mm-hmm. You have to find that person that that has that clearance level that can tell you the truth, um, even a truth that will make you mad. You know, and honestly, mm. if you if any. If you have a person in your life that's telling you the truth, it's going to hurt sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you make that leap? Because you because you were saying you didn't have that. You didn't have your dad to really teach you that there's is a safe relationship where in a safe relationship, somebody can say something mm-hmm. that hurts, that is that gut punch, and you're okay with it. You can come back to it. So how did you make that shift? Like, how did you learn to lean into a mentor? Was it just the fact that there was a void there? Yeah, that there was a void there, and the fact that when I when I listened to him teach and preach, and I started to have conversations with him, um, I, I believe it was the Holy Spirit telling me that I could trust him with my mm. ear, mm. that I could give him my ear, that he he wouldn't take advantage of of, of that, that he would be mm. he was the type of person that that I needed to be able to to grow and mm-hmm. and in this walk of, of, uh, living, uh, for Christ. Mm. So tell us about your mentor. Well, my mentor, his name is Pastor Jesse Rafford. Uh, he is from Arkansas, which is, he has a, he has a fantastic testimony to. Is that where you're from? No, no, I'm not. He, he, he moved here. He, he got married after he graduated, graduated from college. He graduated from college. He got married the next day to his high school sweetheart. And they, <laughs> they drove to Virginia. Um, from okay. from uh, uh from a word from God, you know, and they drove here and started a church, and that that's where I met him. I met him in uh, a little bit before I got married in two thousand, and okay, he uh he, he's he's been nothing but a blessing, and he said some things to me that that hurt my feelings, that made me mad, you know, to where. <laughs> Can you give us an example of one of those? Uh, well, he told me he told me one time. I remember when I was a deacon in training. He told me one time that you know, Chris, you you play too much. And he called me out in front of uh, the other some other folks. You know, you, you you play around too much. You joke around too much. There is a time to joke, but then there's a time to be serious. And I was mm. embarrassed. It hurt my feelings. And uh, to be honest with you, I didn't talk to him for about a week. You know, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, hey, but isn't that how we can be with God sometimes yeah. when he tells us something? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll get back with you in a week or so. Yes, absolutely. But I, <laughs> I went I went back and, you know, humble, you know, and I got serious. You know, he, he was telling me something that if it was not corrected, it would hurt the message later. He was saying the big picture. Mm. I was hurt by the small picture 
when he was trying to broaden my horizon to the big picture. Okay. So he's been your mentor now for 20 years? Yeah, yeah, 20 years. He's been my mentor and he he continues. So do you meet with him intentionally? Yeah, yeah. Uh, We we definitely, we we talk a lot. And I I would probably say um, probably about three or four years ago, we, we, we've, trans, we've transitioned a bit. I mean, we are still mentor mentee, but we're, we're definitely good friends now, not just colleagues in the ministry, but we're very good friends. And he still has that clearance level to where he can tell me something, uh, that's harsh, that's hard, you know, but I know now that I could take it a lot easier from him, Yeah, you know, cause I know yeah. he seeks my highest good and he, he, he knows that, you know, that I represent uh, his pouring in. So if, if I look bad, kind of, you know, by, by uh, circumstance, I guess he looks bad. So he wants to make sure I'm ready. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is good. And I see some parallels here. So like people that know, like when you have a really good friend, your friend um, is a really good friend because they don't let you get away with stuff. They right. They tell you about yourself, right? Same as a mentor, um, same as your relationship with God, same as a pastor, which I want to get to that in a minute because you are a pastor. And so I want to ask you, like, did you ever, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there in just a sec. But when people are looking for a church, very often they, I think, um, because it's so painful to hear yeah. the truth. Yeah. Sometimes we seek what we want to hear True. rather than what we need to hear. True. Um, and I've, I mean, I've been there. I'm not, you know, criticizing that. I have sought what I wanted to hear. I've sought comfort in being okay with my mess, <laughs> right? Rather than the discomfort of cleaning up my mess. Right. Um, not even cleaning it up. That's, that's wrong. Just confessing my mess, just being yeah. like, here it is. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, so have you ever had experiences like that where you've sought that, that comfort of the comfort of lies essentially over the discomfort of truth? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, the, the thing was God, God pointed me to, uh, Pastor Rafford because, uh, he was someone that was not really in the the circle that was that was influencing me that was that was speaking mm. to me you know um because people people are comfortable with their appetite you know and yeah um i I wanted what I had a taste for, you know, even in the language, the music, and everything you know, and appetite mm-hmm. began to change, you know. Yeah, uh, God, God showed me this years ago. Um, we we were on a, a cruise with uh, my wife. We went on a cruise for our anniversary, and we went on a excursion. And we were we were walking back to the ship, and God began to speak to me because as you walk back on the ship, it's it's the steps are very very narrow, so it's only room for a person on a step in front of you, and okay. room for a per- one person behind you. So God began to speak to me. He said, "This is this is how you know." Our life is is framed out. You have a person in front of you who is your mentor, who's on the step mm. you're trying to get to, and then there's a person behind you that mm. you need to get ready to to 
to uh, to be able to function on the set you're currently on, you know. So we're all middlemen. Correct. Correct. We're all middlemen. <laughs> so you have to have you have to be able to let someone teach you to get to the next step. Yeah, but you also have good. to pour into the person who is behind you who is getting ready to get on the step that you're currently on. That's good. That's really good. And it's a good reminder for us to also understand that somebody that there's, it's very heavy weight, not, not necessarily a burden, but the person behind Mm -hmm. us who we're teaching, they will be teaching somebody. Yeah. You're either the leader or the learner. You're you're either one or the Mm -hmm. other, you know, depending on the relationship Mm -hmm. that, that, uh, that you have that God called you to. I'm, I'm mental. I'm a mentor to many people. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, mentors need mentors as yeah. well. So you are a pastor. I, Is that right? Well, I'm a, at this current state, I am a minister. I'm uh, Okay, what's I'm, the difference? Well, the difference is a minister uh, isn't really, it's, it's responsibility. So um, I have done funerals. I have, uh, I've done baptisms. I've done communion. I can give communion. But there are certain things that a pastor would do uh, that uh, a minister wouldn't. Uh, I'm going to be ordained as an elder on November the 1st. I think that's when this podcast is coming out. You so. are kidding me. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So, okay, that's just confirmation for me. Sorry, I'm looking at my calendar right now. Um, yes, this episode is going to air on November the 1st. And I had no clue when I reached out to you that that was going to be such a special day for you. I laughed when you told me the day because I'm, I mean, <laughs> these, these type of, these type of coincidences happen uh, quite oh, often. Oh, wow. God is so good. That's amazing. So, okay. You're going to be ordained as an elder. So what does that mean? An elder is basically the right hand of, of the pastor. So basically they can do whatever a pastor can do. You know, they're not, the the leader you know of uh, a ministry as you know the final say you know comes from the past the pastor has the vision mm-hmm. you know and the elder comes beside uh the pastor to be able to link up with the vision and and bring it to pass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's intimidating are, are you ever intimidated by the level of responsibility that being a minister ca- carries that being an elder will carry yeah. Um, well, to speak frankly, yeah. no, not, not, I, I don't, I don't feel that now. Um, now when, um, if you would have told me 10 years ago or 20 years ago that I would be a minister, I, I would have laughed, you know, <laughs> I would have, <laughs> would have laughed. I would have been very scared and intimidated, you know, um, when, when God told me that, he wanted me to be his minister. I was very afraid, you know, and he told me very early in my walk, he was going to do this. So. Oh my goodness. Did you try to go the other way? Did you try to get out of it? I did. I did. Um, But the thing was, as I moved along in in this progression of of knowledge that I got, I began to get uh, more confident in God. And in doing so, my confidence began to grow as I, uh, got more confident in, in my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I mean, it sounds simple. It sounds easy, but that, that's, that's kind of what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just, it's been, it's been such a blessing, you know, God, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I want to continue to follow God, you know, even 
in the areas of my uh, discomfort. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do you do in the day to day? Now, do you also have a secular job or is this all you do? I do. I do have a job. I, I work in the IT field. Okay. So I do have a job every day that I go to. Um, and I believe that it is not only my job, but my assignment as well. Mm. So I'm, I'm a mentor to some people that, that I come across. You know, I love, I love meeting people and, and kind of just sharing little nuggets here and there that, that, that I'll drop and, and they'll, they'll inquire more, you know, yeah. and I pour more, you know, as, as they want more, you know, so yeah, I do that. I am a minister as well. So mm. I can, I can, Almost guarantee on a daily basis when I when I get off of work that I'm going to have messages and I'm going to have you know people reaching out who um, who who need uh, not only advice but prayer mm. um, and it it the day to day I mean it when, when I kind of explain it to people it it seems overwhelming but I believe God just anointed me to do it you know yeah. I don't I don't feel really burnt out or tired. Um, and that, I think that's the difference between when you're anointed to do this and then when you just choose yourself that I'm going to do this. There's yeah. So if, yeah, I mean, if he calls you, he's going to equip you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly. So then but there's really no reason to be afraid. Like if you get a message from God and he's like, this is what you're going to do. Just, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I see no way, but if this is what he said, then, you know. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember when I was a when I was a minister in training, and we have um, we have a training class that we go through at my church. Not a lot of churches have this where we do labs, and we'll, we'll uh, it's basically we'll, we'll preach a message in front of other ministers, and they critique you. Hard word, you know, where you're not going to get a whole lot of amens, you know, those, those type, you know. There are certain subjects that that you teach about that you're not going to get a whole lot of amens at, uh, like eyes <laughs> and. Like tithing, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, tithing is one that you're not you're not gonna get a whole lot of amens. You're not gonna get a lot of feedback. You're not gonna get a whole lot of oh, that was that was a good word. You know, you're gonna get a lot of stiff backs and stiff necks. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be quiet. You know, it's gonna yeah. be really quiet in there. And he told me afterwards, he was like, you know, this this was a hard word, Chris, but you're 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 too nice. You know, when you give it, you know, and. Uh, I kind of, I, I took a step back, I prayed about it and I came back, you know, uh, just for example, like the, the word God has given me to preach next is about uh, hypocrites, mm. um, which is mm. a hard word. It's a hard word. I'm not expecting a whole lot of amens about it, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and okay, but I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people who have some kind of, you know, they feel the Holy Spirit tugging at their heart, but then they yeah. look at people. Yeah. They look at people who are professing believers, professing Christians, and they're like, if that's who you are, that's not who I want to be. I don't want no parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. So can you give us like a little sneak peek what you're going to talk about with hypocrites? Well, it's it's still in the very uh, beginning stages. And I think I think it's important to, to understand that um, what most people believe is that other people are hypocrites, but they're not. You know, and <laughs> right, what, right. What what the true definition of being a hypocrite is, and Jesus, he he talked about this a lot. You know how 
these Pharisees uh, were so hard on other people with something that they themselves were doing. Mm. And when you, when you mm-hmm. get into that territory where, uh, when I was growing up, it was a do as I say, not as I do, you know? That, that's oh, okay. That's you know? right. A Christian doesn't mean that you're, you're not a sinner. It means that you're a sinner who confesses that you're a sinner. Right. Well, it, it, it's, it's one thing to say, okay, you shouldn't do this because I did it. And I, I experienced um, the, the penalty of doing this. So mm. I would advise you not to do it because I did it. What a hypocrite is, is you shouldn't do it and kind of beat you over the head with it. And at the yeah. same time, they themselves are doing right. it, you right. know, are, are actually engaging in that. Right. But don't mention it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's really good stuff. I really enjoy yeah. that conversation. Yeah. I think that's tough for people. So, hey, I want to bring it back to a simple truth. And I want to ask you because I, I've i never asked a guest to um share this on the podcast before. And I I just feel like it's the perfect opportunity. So speaking of simple truth and how um, we can complicate God and we can complicate Jesus, can you just break it down for us? What does it, what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to believe in God? What does it mean to believe in Jesus? Well, it's, it's, it's real simple. I mean, not to kind of, you know, go and get into kind of your, your question there, but it, it is very simple. And it's, it's the too good to be true news. You know, mm. you, you can, all you have to do is confess your, your sins and believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. And just like that, you're, just you're like saved. That. You're saved. And you, what saved means is you don't get the penalty mm. of the sin. You don't, you don't get that. Uh, the, the penalty meaning the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. Um, so death meaning, uh, separate from God for mm. eternity, you know, so not physical death, but separation yeah. from God, separation. Cause we, we're all, we're all going to, going to die one day, yeah. you know, we're going to leave this place. But what happens after that? Um, so one of the artists that I love to listen to, he says, listen, you're, you're going to, you're going to live forever, whether you want to or not, you know, some of mm-hmm. us will end up holy. Some of us will end up hot, you know? So it's oh. either going to be, it's gonna be <laughs> That's heaven good. or hell, you know. That's uh, good. Which, who, Lecrae. who is that artist? Lecrae, yeah. Oh, he's, Lecrae. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. He's, he's my favorite. I saw him in concert one time. I'm, I'm just, I've been a big fan of his for years. But yeah, that, that's as simple as he puts it. And I, I think, Dr. Sherry, that one of the reasons why people reject the gospel too much is because it's so simple that yeah. it can't be this easy. Yeah. You know, so if it's that easy, then it can't be real. It can't be right. It has to be right. Right. Yeah. Really, it's too good to be true news. And it's simple. It is very, very simple. And I think one of the, and I, you'll know where it is in scripture, but um, it talks about those who are being saved. So it's like you that acknowledgement, that like conversation with God that, yeah, I'm a mess. I need you. Thank you for dying for me. Okay, good. All right. We're solid now. But then it's always every day being saved, meaning like having those little conversations with God, listening to him, 
giving him your ear going, okay, I'll take that gut punch because yeah. I trust you. You know, yeah. it's, it's the learning, it's the growing. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're human beings, you know, mm-hmm. this, this is a, a lifelong faith walk, and we have mm-hmm. to understand that not everything is going to be fixed. You know, the moment you say yes to Christ, you mm-hmm. know, some things you'll be de- delivered from very quickly, you know, mm. other things you'll have to be a process, you know, you'll have to experience uh, days where you don't touch it or, or even think about it at all. And then there are other days when you do engage, you know, that's, that, right. that's what growth is. Yeah. I just finished, I don't know if you've uh, read this book. Um, well, I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm listening to it on Audible. It's a book by Louis Giglio called Goliath Must Fall. Wow. I have not heard of that. I love it. You should check it out. It's so, so good because he talks about just exactly what you're talking about, but it's all about the story of David and Goliath. But one of the things he touches on is something that was like uh, revelational to me because I, as a kid growing up in church, you know, you do like the... (laughs) You're you're probably too young for this, but they had like felt boards, you know, with like little felt figures when I was little to teach the stories in Sunday school and stuff. And so it's like you had these felt figures. And I remember the story of David and Goliath. That doesn't mean your giant isn't still taunting you, but he's already killed it and he's already severed its head. Now it's up to us to believe that. Yeah, that, that's a that's a fantastic representation of, of that um, that story of David and Goliath. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm have to pick that book up. But I, I love, I've never heard that take before of David yeah. and Jesus. I love. That. I didn't either. It it was crazy. So it's a really good book. But I also found it very hopeful, and I'm so glad that you brought that up about this kind of growth. And some days you're gonna, you know, fall back into stuff, and some days you're not. And I think the clearest message that I would want to offer to people, because it's a message that I've experienced in my life over and over and over again, is that that does not separate you from the love of God. Like that is just, it's just take it to him. Just talk to him about it. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, for instance, when when I, when I made the decision, I was going to get serious with God. One of the things I prayed about was I wanted to stop cursing. You know, Mm. I cursed a whole lot. It was pretty much every verb, adverb, adjective. Really? Yeah, yeah. But I prayed, and that was one of the things that God delivered me from immediately. Oh, wow. It wasn't that, okay, I'm going to pick up a dictionary and learn some new verbiage. (laughs) God began to give me new verbs, new adverbs, new adjectives, you know? Wow. um, Descriptive words that I could use um, and not curse anymore. That was one of the things that he delivered me from immediately. Smoking was wow. another one, you know, that wow. he delivered me from immediately. I prayed for it and he delivered. There are other things that I pray for that I still struggle with, yeah. you know, but I understand mm-hmm. that some things he'll take away and some things he wants you to give away. Yeah. Tell tell me more. What does that mean? Well, there there are things that I, that, well, maybe I'll just speak for myself, that we hold on to and, and think that we can live for God and still have blank, you know? Mm. And as we move, as we progress, we realize that I can't have both of these things. So we're going to have to make a decision. Some people stay stuck mm. on that for years that I just, I want to have both. And they, they go back and forth. It's, it's a lot of back and forth. 
Yeah. But eventually, if you want to move forward, you're going to have to hand that thing over. He's not going to take it away. He wants you to, he wants you Give to it. operate to him. Yeah, to grow tired of the things of this world. You know, man, that is so tough, you know, because some days, some days you wake up and you're like, okay, Lord, the day is yours. Thank you so much. I love you. Let's do this together. And at the end of the day, you're like, I did it again. I'm a horrible person. You know, like. Yeah. 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 like I say, it's it's this this is a lifelong baseball. There are going to be some days where we hit the mark, and there are going to be yeah. some days where we completely and utterly miss the mark. Mm. But we can That's turn back to God yeah. and say, God, I, 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 I thank you for another chance to be yeah. able to 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 be able to walk this life in the way you designed it to be. Well. Yeah, Amen. So, hey, what's your favorite part of being a minister? What do you love the most? My favorite part of being a minister is when uh, two things, actually, um, God has has graced me with the ability to be able to understand when I have someone's ear, you know, um, and I, I love that moment. You, you can tell when you have someone's ear when you're speaking and they get quiet. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they want to hear what you have to say because they know what you're about to say is going to uh, it's going to empower them and it's going to raise their level of understanding. So I, I love that. I love that aspect of it. When you have someone's ear, you know you have their ear. I don't take that lightly so, because when you have someone's ear, it's, it's a tremendous responsibility mm-hmm. to be able to speak uh, the word of God to to that person. The other thing I love doing is when, I, when I'm teaching and I'm preaching. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. So as we come to a close today, what what else do you want to talk about? Is there anything that you want to add or say that I haven't asked you today? I think just the the state of our country and even the world is it's become so mm. divisive. Um yes. and I did I did a simple truth video about this. Um and the thing is, um People have allowed uh, politics to to separate us. Even believers in Christ. That's right. That's right. Have been separated, you know. And my whole thing is, he- heaven or hell is not determined by your political affiliation. It isn't. That's right. It is not. And you mean Jesus wasn't a Republican or a Democrat? Jesus was no politician <laughs> at all. You know, right. he wasn't a politician. Right. I, I tell people that often. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a politician. I'm a preacher. You know, just, just because right. I have the ability to be able to to speak to you, you know, I, I want what's what's best for believers. And you know, when we when we do this, uh, the, the Bible says that we are the body. Those who believe in Jesus Christ are part of the body of Christ, and uh, mm. we are the body that is fitly joined together. You know, we can't be separated. Mm by a political agenda because someone believes a different political uh, philosophy than you do. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, what separates us is not going to be Republican, Republican or Democrat. Right. It's going to be heaven or hell. That's what's going to separate That's us. That's right. Right. You know, yeah. and we, we, we mm. can't allow politics to get in the way of souls being saved and lives being changed. We can't do it. Yeah, because it's nothing in the light of eternity. Nothing. Nothing at it has no bearing right. on eternity. Right. And not, not to say we, we shouldn't care about the state of our country, yes. but it can't it can't sure. be it can't mean more to you than our assignment that's, to preach the gospel. Oh, that's nations. good. 
That's good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Okay. So now that you added that, I'm grateful for you. Um, I ask every guest and you know, because you're a faithful listener and I love that. I ask every guest at the end of the show to leave the people listening with one truth that you don't want them to forget when the show ends. Oh, wow. A lot of pressure on me here. <laughs> hey, you're wearing a shirt with hashtag simple truth. So this should be like easy peasy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, one of the, one of the things that, that, um, that I've learned uh, in this walk throughout the years is that we have to keep first things first, keep first things first. Certainly we get, we get hit with things and we, we, we uh, reorganize things. We uh, recalibrate things, but we must keep, First things first. If, if if we aren't, if we do not have a a a true relationship with God, everything else mm-hmm. is going to fall down. Anything we put above mm. that will fall. Keep first mm. things first. That was a great conversation with my friend Chris Parks. Do yourself a favor and follow his simple truths on his Facebook page. You can also follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And he has his own YouTube channel where he posts those simple truth videos as well. All of those links are in the show notes for you. My friends, I'm so grateful to have you here as we lean into even more wisdom and more opportunities to serve you with the people that Uh, we have on the podcast. And so if you have somebody that you'd like to recommend that you say, you know what, Dr. Sherry, you really need to interview this person. And now, yes, we're opening it up to male guests as well. I would love an introduction. All you need to do is email me at drsherryspeaks at gmail.com or message me on Facebook or Instagram. Those links are also in the show notes. Please do remember that the texting, thriving thoughts texting platform is now active again, effective today, November 1st. I'd love for you to be a part of that community. And guess what? You get to text me back and chat with me and tell me what's good in your world. And and I get the opportunity to encourage you. All you need to do is text the word THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, to 540-369-2139. And my friends, there's another episode this Wednesday, my first episode where I will be speaking. In other words, creating some new content for you with just me, a little 15-minute or less episode. So I will see you midweek to encourage you and remind you to speak truth over the lies so you too can thrive in any and every circumstance.